Hello everyone, welcome back to the 14th episode of the Moogles and Mages podcast. I am Dan, your resident Sprout, who is increasing his knowledge immensely with each passing week. I am here, joined by the Duke of Clever Commentary regarding fantasies of the final nature, Cody. <laughs> okay. Cody. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hang on, sorry, I know I was just like, I was trying to recover from from that um that, that title assault <laughs> oh okay excuse me for trying to prove <laughs> your, your worth here <laughs> how you doing man i'm all right okay get, get getting a little itchy getting a little antsy to play Endwalker. uh i mean itchy isn't the word i was ready last week but <laughs> I, yeah you know, things happen <laughs> So I'm I'm sorry to remind the audience <laughs> who's waiting for it that it's not out yet. It's fine. <laughs> well, don't worry. We, we can at least try to take off uh, an hour out of the wait for for joining us here today. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> so, so what are we talking about today? So rather than talking about like lore exactly, we're just gonna go for like a sort of brief overview of the main story. You know, I appreciate that. I don't know the story of this thing that we've been talking about for two and a half months. So we're starting with A Realm Reborn, right? And it's, you're going to see just how much it kind of wanders. And I'm going to be leaving a lot of stuff out. Because a lot of this stuff just, it just doesn't matter. Mm. (laughs) It's just places, you know, go here, fight this fight bad guy whatever pray return to the sands yeah pray return to the waking sands <laughs> and there are some major points that happen there are some interesting places we'll visit oh Uh-oh. uh that's a problem disconnected oh no, never mind oh. we gotta go in again are we back you're back you're back we just got sabotaged what the hell happened oh no <laughs> <laughs> we're back um i mean okay at least the intro is recorded we can just snip in no i'm keeping all this i'm keeping all this <laughs> chaos and all <laughs> okay okay sure you know what embrace it as i was saying before we were rudely interrupted by uh discord fairies Asians. there there are some interesting places we'll visit such like that it'll be there will be things to talk about, even though it will be a lot of just go here, do this. Mm. Uh, so the Warrior of Light, you don't start as a, a native of the city you choose. Your character is shown traveling to that city. Oh, okay. Yeah, it all starts the same. Depending on what city you go to, you're traveling on a cart to that city before your cart is stopped by the local guard for mm. some miscellaneous reason. Uh, in Ulda, for example, they stop to investigate uh, the shipment on the cart because there have been people smuggling crystals. Oh. And they want to make sure that it's not something connected to a beast tribe. Right. But then you get attacked by a beast tribe. <laughs> uh the the amalja rage your cart and uh they they're like you know what screw it you guys gotta go just just get into the city it's fine you join the adventurers guild and you do some minor adventuring work you know slay some bandits protect mm-hmm. some 
civilians, whatever. Yeah, as you do. And then eventually you will meet one of the members of the Scions. Thancred in Ulda, Yestola in Limsa or uh, Ida and Papalimo in Gridania. Okay, gotcha. And this sort of starts to, like, usher you towards joining the organization. Mm. You will uh, move into some heavier duties. That's sort of... You, you remember um, in Edda's story, when uh, she's outside of, like, Sastasha and the, the Tantara deep croft and that kind of stuff like those are mm-hmm. the dungeons that the the organizations will send you to to sort of build your name okay gotcha taking care of business dealing with pirates bandits mm-hmm. miscellaneous primals and whatnot yeah you know the, you know the drill and then you become well known enough that the scions take notice and they say we could really use you in our ranks and this is really hmm. before they even know that you have the echo. Oh, they have okay. an inkling of it because hmm. when you first meet the representative, you're sort of accosted by a low rank Asian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. P- pray tell, how does an Asian be low rank? Oh yeah, so so there's basically three ranks of Asians. We've already been over the major names, but there are Black Mask Asians. These guys are sundered shards that have just been elevated to be more powerful. Uh, they're, they're huh. you know, very powerful sorcerers in their own right, but they lack the immortality that an Asian has. Okay, gotcha. So they're on the mission, but they don't have the same abilities. Exactly. They're they're low level thugs. <laughs> <laughs> just just any sufficiently skilled adventurer can kill one. Oh, just another mortal. But they can still summon monsters and stuff, so mm. they are dangerous. Okay, gotcha. Then there are red masked Asians. These guys are your unsundered tier. Not all of them are unsundered. Um, you can actually raise a sundered shard to a red mask rank, but these are your, you know, Emmet Selk, Lahabrea, mm. uh, the the big boys of the group. Right. These are the ones that you have to kill with white aura sight. If you just kill one, they will just pop back into the the void and go back to Zodiac. And then just come back and say, I lived, bitch. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> and then there's there's the uh, red mask, but a white robe as compared to the black robe. And this is a rank reserved explicitly for Illidibus. Oh, okay. Yeah. He calls himself uh, not the speaker... He calls himself, like, an envoy or something, and he, he basically plays neutral is his game. He's like, I'm not mm. openly hostile towards the other peoples. I, I'm open to diplomacy. Oh, okay. Interesting. We will learn a lot more about him much later. Oh, okay. 
So, you know, you get accosted by some lower rank assy and you beat him up, whatever. You're the warrior of light. This is all in a day's work. Chump change. And then you have a little echo flashback where you can sort of see some memories and stuff. And that's when they get the impression that you have the echo. Because mm. whenever you have these flashbacks, you will uh, basically have an extreme headache. Mm. Uh, and they'll just, when the cutscene ends, you'll just be like collapsed on the floor. I mean, meanwhile, to them, this isn't the first time they've seen this. They no. know the deal. It, it, it happens to several scions, um, you know, Minfilia, for example. Right. So you join the you you join the scions of the seventh dawn. You're introduced to the whole cast. Uh, they learn you have the echo, and then they say, "Perfect, we can use you for fighting primals." In fact, conveniently, Ifrit has been summoned or is going to be summoned uh, by the Amalja. They are amassing crystals. Head to Thanalan, to a place called Camp Drybone. Before that, I feel like that's a little bit of a jump. You collapse <laughs> on the floor, unsure of what's going on. You're confused and afraid. Oh, sweet. Hey, go fight this fire lord. Hey, kid, you want to kill a god? <laughs> you haven't killed a god before <laughs> you're about to <laughs> so you and Thancred head to Drybone to learn about a bunch of disappearances there's just been people disappearing in Drybone and you're like I wonder what's happening mm. so they contact the Scions to help them investigate because the Scions are sort of this independent party that just help everybody out when they need it like the Ghostbusters yeah it's just for gods. The, the Primal Busters. <laughs> primal Busters. <laughs> it turns out that there is a smuggling ring that's capturing people from Drybone and selling them to the Amalja. Wait, selling the people? Selling the people. Dear God, isn't it easier to use crystals? I think they want the people to be tempered so that they just have more worshippers. Oh, yeah, forgot about tempering. Okay. So, once you figure this out, you contact the Immortal Flames. They send some people there. You guys start to set up a trap. You're going to capture the the Amalja and the smugglers in one fell swoop. This will be super easy. So, you go stake out this old abandoned ruins where everything's happening, and it was a trap. Uh, there are tempered members within the Immortal Flames. Ooh. Yeah. You get captured. They take you to... I believe it's called the Bowl of Cinders. And that's where they're summoning Ifrit. Problem is they don't know that you're the Warrior of Light. <laughs> so, you know, Ifrit pops up. And you walk in and just murder him. <laughs> it's not his finest moment dude i would be pissed if i was one of the tempered guys it's like one of the guys in control who let the warrior of light in <laughs> he's just like slowly like backing away just like if i get out of here before they notice i'll be okay <laughs> but it doesn't come without a cost you know, some of the people that were captured are tempered, and unfortunately, there's no cure. 
Um, mm. They just have to be put down. So even when you win, you still kind of lose. Right. There's just inevitable casualties fighting a primal. Mm-hmm, exactly. After this, unsurprisingly, everyone is interested in recruiting the Warrior of Light. <laughs> Understandably so, yeah. So you're reached out to by all three grand companies. They want you to join them. And weirdly enough, you pick one and join them. I, I don't really know why we hmm. choose to join the military. <laughs> Uh, considering we're basically just RoboCop, but <laughs> we we join the military. I, it, wait, so do you have to? You do. It is mandatory. I you know. Yeah, I suppose that just kind of goes in line with it being a play along story. It's cool mm-hmm. that it gives you the option, though. Yeah, it gives you, you some you flair pick, at least. Uh, either the Immortal Flames in Ulda, the Order of the Twin Adder in Gridania, or the Maelstrom in Limsa Liminsa. Okay. Uh, they don't really hold you to any real responsibilities. They're basically just wanting you to be a member of their group so they can say they have the Warrior of Light. I feel like that's pretty good for getting funding from the EU. <laughs> <laughs> but you can rise through the ranks, and there are various benefits and all that. You can get a squadron of people that you can command. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's got some neat stuff. Uh, after you join them, uh, the Scions send you to Gridania. They, they say the Gridanians are worried because there's been more primal summonings lately, and mm. a beast tribe, the Sylphs, uh, happen to live right outside. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they're like, please go and talk to the Sylphs. If we can engage in diplomacy, let's do that. The Sylphs are the ones turning people into trees, right? I'm... <laughs> No, that's the Fey. Okay, I was gonna say no diplomacy for tree turners. the The sylphs look the sylphs look like little flying cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're plant fairies. That's right. I remember now. It turns out the sylphs are very open to diplomacy. the The only weird thing about their diplomacy is that. In order to engage in a discussion with a sylph, first you have to earn their respect. And you have to earn their respect through the power of dance. (laughs) (laughs) So the sylphs require you to to cut a jig. How does the warrior of light go about doing that? Oh, you dance your heart out, buddy. The warrior of light does whatever needs to be done. He throws down. <laughs> Even if that means breakdancing in the middle of the woods. <laughs> so, you know, the, the Sylphs are okay with you, and they say, we want to help you, but our leader has been kidnapped. <laughs> oh no! Oh no, our leader has been kidnapped! Alright, hang on, before I trust you, you're going to have to breakdance for me. <laughs> we no, must no. dance! Eddie, we just need help! No, no, hang on, I don't trust him yet. <laughs> if he can nail this pirouette, he's in. Yeah. They say this 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 man, the, the, this horrible masked man, showed up and spirited away our leader. Uh, they, they took them to a place called... The Thousand Maws of Toto Rack. Yeah, it smells like Asian business. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Asian business. <laughs> Toto Rack is a hellscape. 
I hate this place. It's a dungeon that I seem to get every time I queue into a leveling roulette. (laughs) It's like an hour long of just wandering through hallways. It's not actually an hour long. It just feels like it. Mm. Todorak is an ancient Gilmoran prison. Or ancient Gilmoran ruin, as everything else in the Twelves would. (laughs) But it feels like prison. (laughs) The Gridanians were using it as a prison for their most horrible criminals. Oh. So they say, go put them underground in the dead, the, the, the dead civilization bunker. That's, <laughs> that's what they do with bad people in Gridania. <laughs> it's scary down there. It'll fix us. So it's like, if someone in the United States does something wrong, we send them to Ohio, right? <laughs> the equivalent there. Wow. Low blow to Ohio. <laughs> what are they gonna do <laughs> there's nothing there but strong winds and corn <laughs> uh so naturally you have to go save their leader i i don't remember their name off the top of my head uh but the, the sylph names are weird mm. um they have like double x's in a lot of them uh yeah. you you know progress through this dungeon you reach the end where the leader is you save them but then an Asian shows up. Not just any Asian, La Habrea, one of the oh. unsundered. And why does he not immediately wreck us? Because he's stupid. <laughs> we call La Habrea, uh, La Habrea Blah Blah Brea or Blah Habrea because he just <laughs> loves the sound of his own voice. You sly dog! You got him monologuing! <laughs> he does it to himself! Every time he shows up on screen, it's like 30 minutes of him just blathering at you about how evil he is in his master plan. <laughs> it sounds like a character that I'm going to have to make for D&D. <laughs> uh, he basically says, in far too many words, I'm going to kill you and destroy the star. And then he doesn't do either of those things, and he summons what's called a Bane Might to fight you. Well, of course, because he wants us to worry about him killing us. So, this this is a Bane Might. It is a gigantic scorpion. Wait, I... <laughs> its Its tail is comically large. Yeah, and this one, the one he summons is even bigger. It is literally just a massive scorpion, which we, you know, kill because we just killed Ifrit 20 minutes ago. What's a scorpion going to do? <laughs> yeah, I feel like he really could have been a little more creative with trying to kill us there. Knowing La Habrea, he could have been a lot more creative. Creativity was his shtick back in Amarat. We return the Sylph's leader back to their people. They tell him... We have no intentions of summoning Ramu, but there are a group of sylphs known as the Branded, and they are summoning Ramu. You should go investigate them. So you go investigate the sylphs. Turns out they really just want to be left alone. Okay. They they summoned Ramu to protect them from the Garleans. Oh, Okay. And Ramu, he has no real eye for conquest. So he really just says, I'll stay in the woods. 
If you get too close, it's your own fault. Okay. Fair enough, Primal. Fair yeah. enough. Gridania says the same. They're like, fine. They can stay in the Sylph Wood. Doesn't matter to us. Long as they're not going to invade, we're good. So you go back and ask people, have anybody seen this weird masked guy flying around? And it turns out, yeah. You know, somebody like that's hard to miss. <laughs> Place. Go ahead. Subtlety is not the art of the Asians, is it? Especially not for La Brea. Despite millennia of planning. Mm-hmm. He just can't resist it. He can't resist a good, good evil monologue. He loves his spotlight. They say, there's a place uh, in southern Banalan called Little Alamigo. It's where all of these Alamigan refugees went after they got thrown out of Alamigo during the war. Mm. So you travel there, and you learn that there is an Alamigan resistance. They're attempting to retake the country from the uh, Garlean Empire. And that some of the youth has been getting a little restless with how slow it's going. And they've been meeting with this strange masked man. Mm. When you find these young men, and you, you say, you know, what have you been talking to this guy for? The leader of their group, uh, a guy named Wilrid, he says, we're stealing crystals from the Amalja. And we're going to use them to summon Rolger. Mm, I don't remember this one. Rolger is one of the twelve. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He is known as the Breaker of Worlds. He's a god of destruction. Oh, Lord. And he happens to be <laughs> the patron deity of Alamigo. Mm, do they <laughs> succeed in bringing this guy? They do not. Um, they they just lack the means, really. Jeez. Even if they managed to summon him with the paltry amount of crystals they had, they probably would have just gotten themselves all tempered and maybe killed a few people. Mm. But I doubt they would have done any extreme damage. Yeah, it sounds like, best case, they overshoot and destroy half of Eorzea. <laughs> I mean, look, worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Now, the real issue with it, and this is, I don't remember if it's something they bring up, but... Rolger is a known deity to Eorzea. Mm -hmm. So, should he come to existence as a primal, would he not already have a bunch of worshippers, just like the entire nation of Alamigo? He's their patron deity. Wait, well, would they be tempered or just followers? That's the thing. I, I don't really... I think they would have to be within proximity to be tempered because of, uh, like... The, the mechanics of it mm -hmm. but uh I, I feel like faith is power anyway oh yeah yeah definitely to a certain degree yeah <laughs> then again if if i was worshiping a a, a deity that i had seen uh, come to fruition and he's right there in front of me doing this horrific thing how am i gonna stop him <laughs> like I mean, yeah i kind of want to join him yeah, be on his good side. Yeah, better to just join him. You stop this little thing to the pleasure of the leader of the Alamegans there. But unfortunately, you couldn't really pin down La Habrea. Mm. 
So you keep asking around, and it turns out there's been another case of missing people. This time in Gridania. But it's not related to a primal this time. No? Okay. There are people traveling to an old abandoned building known as Hawk Manor. Particularly maidens. Young Gridanian maidens traveling to Hawk Manor and never coming back. Huh. Yeah. So you go investigate. And it turns out there's a woman uh, who survived the calamity but was horribly disfigured. And she was approached by some Asians who told her a way to regain her lost beauty. All she had to do was sacrifice some young ladies, maybe do a little bit of void magic, maybe drink some blood. You know, things you do. <laughs> the price you okay. pay. It's reasonable. You know, it's reasonable for looking good. Yeah, so she essentially becomes a succubus and you have to put her down. Uh, Oof. It's a bit of a reference, I think, to uh, Elizabeth Bathory. Uh, a Let me make sure I'm getting this right. Hang on. Yeah, Elizabeth Bathory, a Hungarian noblewoman and purported serial killer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The, the legend is that she would retain her youth by bathing in the blood of virgins. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, I was curious what the connection was between the Asians doing this and trying to get another... Uh, was it? Not, not Cataclysm. Calamity. Calamity, thank you. Uh, of them trying to get another Calamity going on. Uh, does this really result in... Or do we see the... the 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 layout the the pinpoints of the map trying to connect to each other with this not really and this is partly because back in a realm reborn the the Asians were just general bad guys uh the these were you know it's just black mask Asians which basically completely disappear from the story after a realm reborn they realize that having them be like that is kind of just... It's a disservice to the villain. Mm. Um, they're, they're just spreading chaos for chaos' sake. Okay, so so some of what we see in this first story is... Kind of like a fever dream compared to what comes after. Oh, it's all over the place. Yeah. Because <laughs> like we're, we're not even halfway and we've already been to every different nation and all over the place just... With no clear goal. Yeah, primal, succubus. Yeah, exactly. It, even just saying how random it goes. This leads nowhere. So you go back to the Waking Sands. Because the kobolds are summoning Titan. <laughs> but they won't let you just go fight Titan. You, for whatever reason, have to, like prove that you won't just walk in and die <laughs> after defeating ifrit yeah yeah after defeating ifrit there's mm -hmm. still doubt yeah pretty much so they say oh, come on go and meet with a group called the company of heroes these are the guys who defeated titan the last time he was summoned 
<laughs> is it just a bunch of old dudes? I mean, kind of. But the thing <laughs> is, none of them have the Echo. Whoa, hang on. How do... yeah. does Titan just not do anything with tempering? He does. These guys just have an immense amount of mental fortitude to resist tempering. They're not immune. Huh. And had they not killed Titan when they did, they would have eventually succumbed. But these are just really, really good adventurers. Huh. Well, how about that? Yeah. So you don't need to be the Warrior of Light. It just helps a lot. <laughs> a little bit. Meeting the Company of Heroes is a bit of a notorious part of the main story because their idea of a test is sending you all over the globe for fetch quests. Oh, come on. And they do this with this excuse of saying, we know this is going to be tedious and we know that you're going to hate doing it, but <laughs> we need to see if you'll actually do all of it. <laughs> that just feels like a, a thin veil over the game devs writing that exactly <laughs> because you know what else is going to take a long time and not be very fun at all fighting titan really they mess up titan that's that is their excuse it's one of those things where it's like it's tongue-in-cheek and you're self-aware but that doesn't make it fun <laughs> <laughs> the high point of this is the end. Before you fight Titan, you visit a place called Brayflock's Longstop. Because one of the members of the Company of Heroes is a goblin. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Brayflock's Alltalks. I love goblin names and gobby speak. Uh, gobby it, speak. it is fantastic. So, Brayflox is her name. You can tell it's a female goblin because her name ends in O-X. Okay. Uh, male goblins, their names will end in I-X. So, Brayflox all talks. Her name all talks because she talks to everybody. She's just a really friendly goblin. Okay, we, we did goblins in FF14. There's, for a counterpart to the, the male side, there's an antagonistic goblin later uh, named Quick Thinks All Thoughts. <laughs> That's clever. I like how they worked that in with their names and the X's. That's mm -hmm. fun. So, Brayflock's Long Stop is just a place where you can take a long stop. It's a, a resting point for adventurers. But it's been invaded by the the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the Illuminati are after Brayflox's cheese. Oh, God. Are you, are you serious? This is, I'm dead serious. What's the cheese for? The Freemasons? I mean, I guess. Goblins make cheese. They're apparently known for making cheese. <laughs> especially Brayflox because there are two storylines about the Illuminati trying to steal Brayflox's cheese recipe two? there are two Brayflox, <laughs> Brayflox Longstop is in the main story and then Brayflox Longstop hard mode at level 50 <laughs> 
So we, so it's the same place, and we just get a different story for it. It becomes a different dungeon. Hard modes are basically the same dungeon later in time. And in that one, the, the Illuminati brought a tank. <laughs> yeah straight up a tank it has like a laser gun and it can drill through mountains <laughs> i love this illuminati so much more than this one in, in our real life that was so much more entertaining they'll come back in heaven's word oh yes i really really hope that they get a third cheese line <laughs> as a reward for saving Bravelocks, uh, she gives you her cheese. That was the goal of the quest. And one of the members of the Companies of Heroes, a man named Weskit, he says, By the gods, that unholy stench! This is definitely goblin cheese. <laughs> Judging from the smell, this should be quite flavorful. And you can ask him how it's made, and he says, It's best you remain ignorant of such things. I still remember Whoa. when I learned what kind of milk they use. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, out of what you've told me about these adventures, this is the one part that seems really nice. I, I see why that's the highlight of this all. It is. I love it. It's great. Anything with the goblins. The goblins are so much fun. Even the primal that they bring in. Oh, Titan's oh, cool. Was it Alex? Or Titan, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah, no, and no, Alexander. Alex. Alexander. Yeah, yeah, Alexander's super rad. And has great music, which I'll have to show you later. Ooh. Because the, it has, like, a goblin rap in it. <laughs> One of the boss fight lyrics is A to the L to the E Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I love Alexander. After hearing the song with Lahi and King, Good King Mogamog's theme, <laughs> I I can't have an expectation. No. There's just so much room in between those oh, two. Oh God, it's it's so broad. There there's we have like everything in this in this game in terms of music. Like I, I can't think of what genre is not covered. And let me, it's funny, maybe it would be worth talking about music a little bit more occasionally, because I, real quick, I'm, I'm pulling up the Spotify stats for us. Uh, audience. Yeah, so when I'm looking at the dashboard on Spotify, looking at the listeners, they do give us a hint of what music they listen to, uh, just a, as a whole. It doesn't really specify it. And the very top is Masayoshi Soken. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like a lot of people are definitely interested in FF music. For good reason. It is fantastic. This music is definitely going to be something that I see myself returning to. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, believe me, when Endwalker's out, I'm going to be blowing you up with sweet feet. Oh, yes. That's going to be awesome. Back to where we left off. Having proven your resolve, they give you leave to fight titan as if you needed their permission to begin with <laughs> and naturally you go in and defeat titan but this is another one where victory comes with sacrifice mm -hmm. because while you were there the garlean empire took notice and they sent one livia sas junius and her little repertoire 
to the Waking Sands. Okay. Uh, with its combatants gone, they didn't really stand a chance at all. Minfilia and Tataru uh, have been captured, and mm. the bulk of the Scions are dead. Whoa! Yeah, it's just a building full of corpses. Oh, God, yeah, I, I didn't know about that part. Yeah, it's a low blow. Like, it happens and it's just a gut punch. When you return, you find everybody's just dead. Minfilia and Tataru are gone. Uh, the, you know, the, the main Scions were all out at the time, which is both good and bad. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're all dead. How powerful are the Scions at this point? Would they have been able to try and stop that? Or are they all kind of just regular people? Uh, the, most of the ones in, in there are just normal dudes. They're they're just adventurers that join the cause. I I mean from the uh, the main group, you know the oh, twins. Oh, the, the main group. Yeah. The, the at this point, the twins are not proper members of the Scions, I believe. Um, only oh. Alfino is. Alize is currently doing her own thing with the Binding Coil. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But you know, for for her, for um, Ustola and. If the entire main Scion force were there, I believe Garlemald would have been less inclined to invade, but I still believe Garlemald would have won. Oh, wow. Yeah. The the Scions weren't as powerful then as they are now. So Garlemald is really n- no laughing matter. They, they have a no. really strong force. Yeah. I mean, Magitek. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess they had just been going pretty much unstopped for a while now as long as this war had been going mm-hmm. uh so you have to load up all these bodies <laughs> and get them to a graveyard uh back in camp drybone jeez and sorry i just pictured the the context of what it must be like from the warrior of light's perspective mm-hmm. you hear for over the last couple of years about this war brewing and you slowly catch wind of more and more events of, oh, this place going down, this place, you know, this place blowing up. And you're talking about regions of the country mm-hmm. going down in flames. And then it's at your front door. It has to be a terrifying experience. Quite literally. Um, the the place that Scion's headquarters is located is in a sort of unaffiliated small town near Ulda. It doesn't even mm-hmm. have an etherite. Whoa. So this was in walking distance of Ulda. Yeah. Where do you think that? You think you'd be safe. There's a stone's throw of an army away. Exactly. But because of the lack of an etherite, it's long enough. The Scions chose it because they wanted to remain independent. Um, They wanted a place that wasn't fully beholden to another nation. Hmm. And, then, uh, and it came back to bite them. That's props to the writers, though. I mm-hmm. I think that's definitely something that's fairly clever to include. Yeah, at least for the reasoning behind the attack there. Yeah, yeah. It it it's a it's a major part of why the Scions move their headquarters later in the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, so where do they? Well, no, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, later. we'll get there. We'll get there. So you you take the bodies to this graveyard. You're burying them at this church. And you meet this man named Marcus there. And he has amnesia. Mm. 
And one of the things that you find when you're moving the bodies is a broken horolog, or a clock. It's a Garlean Magitek clock. Oh. Marcus is extremely interested in this, and he doesn't really know why. Uh, he asks for tools to repair it. Uh, even he doesn't really know why he knows, but he knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bring him the tools. He fixes this thing in a flash. And he's just like, I have no idea how I fixed that. It was just muscle memory. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and while you're hanging out with this guy and burying bodies, a Garlean assassin shows up. <laughs> and they try to kill him. And when you defend him, eventually Alfino shows up and he says, I know who this man is. This is none other than Sid Garland, uh, a master engineer famous within Garlemald. Whoa, okay. He is an, he's a Magitek legend. And he left the Empire with two of his co-workers, Biggs and Wedge. And they fled the Empire after it started to become more despotic. Mm. But they were crashed. Their airship crashed and they were all wounded. Oh, okay. Uh, Marcus was found by this church, or Sid was found by this church. Mm. But he doesn't know where Biggs and Wedge are at the moment. So, okay, so does Sid get his memories back pretty quickly after remembering this and he confirms it? Or he just does Alfino not, says. Actually. Okay. He says, I have a feeling that you're right, but I, it's all just haze, you know? It's familiar. The name is familiar, but mm. I can't say for sure. Right. But the reason Alfino showed up and figured out who this guy was is that the Ixali have summoned Garuda. And uh, what's we the connection? Need, we need an airship. <laughs> These bird people live in places that are hard to get to. Right. So we need an airship. Wait, so Eorzea doesn't really have airships right now? It does, but they're not on the level of a Magitek airship. They're they're oh. slower and bigger. They're meant for, for traveling between cities. Okay, gotcha. Whereas a Magitek airship could stand the winds of Garuda, potentially. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're small and fast and nimble. Something that could maneuver in the mountains of Kurthus and get where they needed to go. Okay, gotcha. Sid says, you know, I have an airship. It's crashed into a fortress in Kurthus, but I have one. <laughs> I don't think that's his anymore, dude. (laughs) (laughs) We just need to go get it. Easy. So we travel to Kurthus, the the cold north. Kurthus sucks. Wait, the cold north? How far away was this guy? That's the thing. It's not that far away. It's just that the calamity screwed up the ether so bad that... The weather in Kurthus is a freak accident. Oh, okay. It used to be green grasslands. But after oh. Bahamut, it's now a frozen wasteland. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm on board. But the Ishgardians adapted. Oh, Ishgard is within that? This is where Ishgard is located. 
Wow, so Ishgard was there well before the Calamity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ishgard is a very old nation, yeah. I'm curious to see how they adapted to that. I It had to have been hard. But they're very tough, mostly because they've been in a war with dragons for like 10,000 years. I don't know, man. I think a thousand years of bureaucracy does that to a man more than dragons. <laughs> so not only is the land in Kurthus cold, so are the people. Right. right. Uh, they do not trust you because you're an outsider. <laughs> and because you're with some guy that just crashed into them. There is one guy who says that he's okay with you, though. And that is a man named Harshifon Greystone. Oh, my boy. He says, you need an airship? Let's go talk. I got some friends. Give me, let me get you some hot cocoa. <laughs> you, you want a to-go cup? You want it now? <laughs> uh, he tells you about a boy named Lord Francel Halinar. And he could help you because his family are the ones that own the fort that the airship crashed into however he is currently under investigation for being a heretic <laughs> of uh -oh. course whoopsie <laughs> heresy <laughs> <laughs> and after a lot of running around and some investigation you learn that the only evidence they have against him is a draconian rosary just some prayer beads. And it, it was in a shipment addressed to him, not even on him. Uh, okay. So, Harshifon says this evidence was planted. Yeah, that doesn't... <laughs> yeah, I was just shopping, shopping on Amazon for my heretical beads to be <laughs> delivered to my home address. So, you sort of force your way in to investigate other shipments, and you find that all of them have rosary in them. So either there's a bunch of heretics, or something's fishy. Mm. The only people who can investigate these shipments and inspect these shipments legally are Ishgardians. Okay. So one of them has to be a traitor. Right, right. So you head to the place where Halinar is under trial uh and by trial i mean they're gonna kick him off a cliff <laughs> uh, it, it's it's a giant chasm in the ice known as witch drop you know as barbaric as that seems and how how savage the bureaucracy is of this place i do love ishgard man it is an endless font of entertainment they say Basically, we're going to throw you off this cliff. If you're guilty, you'll die. <laughs> if you're not guilty, then Halone will save you. Halone <laughs> is one of the twelve. So they're, they're saying if you weigh as much as a duck, you're dead. Oh, the guy that started this just wanted to kick some jerk <laughs> off of the edge. <laughs> he was a witch. That's why he's dead. D did Holone save him? I mean, you I guess question not. question Holone? <laughs> do, I, do I have to do some more kicking? <laughs> so you, you 
stop the trial, you present your evidence, and one of the guards says, enough with this farce, and he turns into a dragon. Whoa! And you kill him. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) This is all over the place. And the Inquisitor, a man named Guillaume, says, fine, you were right this time, but I still don't like you. <laughs> so you, you, they tell you, go to this place called White Brim Front. It's right next to the Stone Vigil. <clears throat> Meet with a guy there named Drillamon, and he will tell you about how to get in. Drillamon, he says, this is great. I heard about what you did with the Dravanians. You found that um, heretic in our midst. Uh, I would be happy to show you the way to Stone Vigil. Okay, yeah. And then Guillaume comes in, and he says, These people are heretics and outsiders. You can't trust them. They're just trying to get you with their wiles. Uh, So you have to kind of earn his trust again. And you start helping the fort through a bunch of minor tasks. And every single time you make progress, Guillaume shows up and screws things up. Do we get to kick Guillaume off the cliff? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Sid says, something's fishy about this Guillaume guy. We need to investigate him. You learn that Guillaume left to travel somewhere not that long ago. And he didn't come back for an oddly long amount of time. Mm. So you go investigate and you find a dead Guillaume. Oh. <gasps> It turns out the one that's been hounding you is another Dravanian imposter. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) So you find a bunch of rosaries in his quarters and you confront him and you're like, You're a dragon. (laughs) And then he calls in the guards, Guards, I found the outsider's stash! Thankfully, no. He says, this is stupid, I'm out. And he leaves. So you chase him to this place, I can't remember the name right now, uh, it's right outside of Snowcloak, probably called Snowcloak. Uh, mm. he turns into a dragon. That's something Dravanians can do. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, so he's not a dragon, he's just a Dravanian that can turn into a dragon? If you consume draconic blood you will become a dragon if you consume enough of it. Well, that sounds awesome. I want that. Right? Shame it's heretics in Ishgard. I, I'll take heresy if I get to turn into a <laughs> dragon, dude. <laughs> uh, so you murder the crap out of him, as we do. You know, the Warrior of Light, we solve problems through liberal applications of violence. <laughs> we don't talk, we just stab. No, no questioning the dragon side of things. <laughs> and after unveiling two imposters they're like you're on the up and up dude let's go to stone vigil and get your airship (laughs) that's some good inquisitorial work friend (laughs) (laughs) uh when you're you go in there you get the airship la habrea shows up again uh and all he does is talk shit and leave my machinations have yet to grow even further beyond your imagination. God, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, 
you defeat him you or you defeat the monster he summons which is yet another dragon and then the one of the worst quests in the game they say we need to get to garuda but she has a shield of wind so we need corrupted wind crystals in order to nullify the shield so that we can get through corrupted wind and yeah and that would be easy if they didn't keep sending you to the wrong people so you basically go find what? corrupted crystals like five times and they're just like oh these are water oh these are earth how silly oh. uh, and that keeps happening it's like a throwback to the first Final Fantasy game. Like, <laughs> oh, collect the crystal. Yeah. Now another crystal. Um, so, you know, eventually you get the crystals, you show up, you fight Garuda. And then something really shocking happens. See, the Ixali, not only have they been using their own men, they've captured other beast tribes. Oh. And after you fe- defeat Garuda, the Garlean Empire shows up. What? Yeah. Gaius Van Belsar himself, the leader of the 14th Legion. He shows up in an airship with a little surprise. And in a response to the Garleans showing up, these captured beast tribes, they start praying like mad. And they summon their own primals. (laughs) So now you've got Ifrit, Garuda, and Titan in one location. Whoa. Versus the Garlean Empire. And the Garleans win oh. instantly. What? You see, Gaius brought a secret known as the Ultima Weapon. I've heard this mentioned several times. Oh. <laughs> oh. The Ultima Weapon is an Allegan piece of tech. Uh, that is used to kill primals. It's like a me- metal dragon centaur. Yeah. That thing's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, Ifrit tries to kill it, and it just, it, it grabs Ifrit by the head, and it just picks him up in the air, and then just consumes him. It just oh sucks my. all of his ether. God, that's so cool. Titan throws this right hook and it catches his hand and does the same thing. And then Garuda is like, oh my god, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a horror movie for Garuda. But it doesn't work. The the ultimate weapon grabs her and bites her head off. Jeez. <laughs> I'm looking at this thing. This thing is so cool. The giant blade wing on the back. It almost looks like a skeletal face on its chest, too, which I really like that touch. It actually grows those wings after consuming Garuda's ether. This is terrifying, and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a reminder for, for the listeners, I'm going to be making a, uh, an, a photo album in the description that you can get to, and you'll be able to see a picture of this guy. So, the ultimate weapon really presents a problem. Mm, of course. It just ate three gods. <laughs> if it can fight three primals at once, how the heck can Eorzea stand up to it? Mm, four primals at once? <laughs> <laughs> we need more primals. Those guys summoning Ralgar were right. 
So what you say is, first off, we need the Scions. Mm. That means we have to rescue Minfilia. Oh, she's just been kidnapped this whole time. She's been kidnapped this whole time. (laughs) Poor Minfilia, dude. I know. I know. And Tataru, the the, the, bookkeeper, they kept her too for some reason. Okay. The, the secretary. They just kidnapped the secretary. She's beholden to secret information. <laughs> She's got all the money. <laughs> you learn that they're being held in a place called Castrum Sentry in Mordona. Uh, Mordona is a very inhospitable place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where Midgard Sormer, his his body is. With Silver Tear Lake and all that. Okay. Yeah. It's basically full crystal. It's got devastated in the calamity. Okay, gotcha. And there's a town of adventurers there. It is not tied to any nation. It is run by adventurers for adventurers. Oh, alright. So not like... Damn it. (laughs) It's hard to say. Not like pirates. I don't think I've gotten it right a single time, dude. Mensi Labensi. No, uh, Limsa Lominsa. Limsa Lominsa. So it's not like Limsa Lominsa, where it's pirates. It's it's more of just kind of like a mercenary town. Yeah, exactly. I feel so shameful. <laughs> We're 14 <laughs> like episodes into it. Pretend it's a Lalafell name and you don't have to get it right. They're, they're weird. <laughs> Fair enough. So, you learn two things. She's in Castrum Sentry, and there's an Imperial airship that crashed that has some survivors. Upon investigating this airship, you learn that the survivors were none other than Wedge and Biggs. Oh! Uh, Sid's co-workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by reuniting with them, you have brought together the Garland Ironworks. And these guys say, we will do everything in our power to help you take down the Garlean Empire. Okay, yeah. So they don't necessarily have experience working with Allegan tech, right? They've mainly just been building up Garlean tech? Sid probably does. Okay. Uh, thanks to his father, Sid probably does. But... Bidge and Wags, uh, Bidge and Wags, <laughs> Wedge and Biggs, Biggie Wags, <laughs> Biggie Wags, they, uh, they're gonna help you handle the, the Magitech side mm. of things. And that starts with infiltrating Castrum Sentry. Uh, first you have to find an entry point, which you choose a drainage pipe, uh, situated in a sort of swamp area outside. Okay. Uh, this thing is inhospitable as hell. Uh, it's surrounded by what's called Malboro or Morble. They they look like this. <laughs> it's just a Nurgle demon. Yeah, well, they're known for their bad breath. Which causes essentially every disease known to man. So yeah, they're they're pretty That's much Nurgle. Nurgle. They, these these guys are are Final Fantasy's unclean ones. Uh, it's it never ceases to amaze me how on edge the artists can get me from FF14. <laughs> the second step is to steal 
some imperial armor so that you can sneak your way in. Thankfully, it doesn't matter what race you are because Garlemald recruits all comers. Okay, right. And third, you need to steal a Magitech Reaper. That sounds so cool. <laughs> a Magitech Reaper is cool. <laughs> it is uh, essentially some someone pointed this out to me, and I've never been able to look at them the way since, or the same way since. It's a metal chocobo. Oh. It's, it's a Magitech chocobo. Is this what they were writing in the uh, in the cinematic for mm-hmm. a Realm Reborn that had the lances on them? Yep. Oh, okay. This is really cool artwork. Yeah. So these this is Magitech armor. Um, they have a cannon on the front, and they are commonplace among Garlan infantry. And the, are the wings mainly just for aesthetic? They, yeah, they can't, can't really fly. Okay. It, so... Well, some of them can fly. But not with the wings. They have, like, thrusters. It's funny how industrial this looks. There's so many mm-hmm. pipes sticking out of it. But at the same time, it, it's got this alien, futuristic look to it, too. It's yeah. really neat. So you, you fight a group of, of Garleans with a Reaper. You defeat them. You steal the Reaper, but it was damaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go to find a new core. A new Magitech core. And they suggest something called a mammoth heart. Uh, Mammoths are basically golems. Okay. They're they're little puppets. I'll show you this little guy. Uh, This is a mammoth. What? (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So you you take one of their hearts, which is just a, a, a ether crystal with some runes inscribed on it. And you uh, put that inside the armor. I feel kind of bad about that. He's so cute. <laughs> no, they're mass-produced. <laughs> uh, but it has a side effect. It makes the Reaper slightly sentient. <laughs> uh, so, it, at first, the Reaper won't start. It won't turn on. And they're like, we know this thing's good. We fixed it. Maybe you need to give her some words of encouragement. And the Reaper won't start until you tell her what a good girl she is. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And this thing winds up becoming essentially your personal mount after that. You actually, they give it to you. Oh, so does this become a real mount for you? Oh yeah. Everybody gets one in the main story. That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. So you infiltrate the the castrum, you rescue your captives, uh, Minfilia and Tataru, with a funny note, a little side thing where there's these two Garlean guards outside of their cell, and one of them's talking about how he's been he's smitten with one of the captives. Uh, and he's like, "What? The the pretty blonde?" And he's like, "No, the little one. She's just so adorable." <laughs> <clears throat> and it, it turns out later in the story that Tataru seems to have a bunch of dudes that seem to just want Tataru. She has a way with the men. I guess so. Okay. They like a a rich lady, I guess. (laughs) And then you remember something interesting. Everybody's like, hey, what's Thancred been doing all this time? I haven't seen him. We just forgot about Thancred. That's a good question. What has Thancred been off doing? (sighs) 
Wait, he because... got possessed. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, by, by what? By who? By La Habrea. What? You didn't tell me the Asians can do that. Yeah. Well, this is when we kind of figure out that Asians can do that. Oh, okay. We knew that Asians could puppet corpses. They can inhabit dead bodies and take their identity. But we didn't know they could do it with living people. <laughs> Especially someone who is an archon, too. You you would assume yeah. that they would have a strong will. Yeah. So, Thancred is now... Thancred Lahabrea. So now we get to beat the Lahabrea out of Thancred, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, after you rescue the Scions, Gaius, the Legatus of the 14th Legion, sends out an ultimatum to the Grand Companies of Eorzea. He says, Surrender, or I'm going to use the Ultima weapon to take your cities by force. Uh... Surrender's not really an option, right? It can't be. (laughs) So the Grand Companies unite to form one mass front against the Garlean Empire, uh, known as Operation Archon. This comes in three steps. First, cut off their supply lines. Mm. You do this by assaulting Cape Westwind, uh, an offshore castrum uh, protected by a Garlean soldier named Ritatin Sas Arvina. Whoa, alright. He is a Rugadin, and he dual wields shields with shotguns on them. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he is one of the easiest boss fights in the game. It's yeah. a dang shame. I remember us talking about him. He's getting reworked in Endwalker. <gasps> they said they're changing Cape Westwind to make it something else, so we'll see. Oh, so maybe like a hard mode? Who knows? Okay. Uh, second, we need to remove the force field that's protecting Gaius's base. He's holed up in a massive fortress known as the Praetorium. Uh, we need to get in there, but there's a barrier. So we have to destroy the generators generating the force field. Okay. This is in a place known as Castrum Meridianum. So you assault that, a bunch of shenanigans happen, uh, Sid blows up a whole bunch of stuff, and you get some revenge. Ooh, finally. You get to kill Lydia, the woman who killed all the Scions. Oh, man, okay. It's a 1v1 and she hates you. And assumedly... You hate her at this point, too. <laughs> she hates you because you're taking her attention. Or you're taking Gaius's attention away from her. She's okay, so, jealous. So she's crazy. She's batshit insane. <laughs> uh, she's, she's a monk, so she fights with her fists. But she has bladed shotguns on her fists. <laughs> <laughs> Garleans will strap guns to anything. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. We have the shotgun fist. <laughs> I love it. I love the Garlean way with tech, I know. Dude. It's so great. Put a gun on it. <laughs> Slaps the roof of it. You won't believe how many guns this baby can fit on it. 
final step, assault the Praetorium itself. Mm-hmm. This is where Gaius is. This is where the Ultima weapon is. Gaius is fought on what I call the Resident Evil elevator. (laughs) Because how long that elevator goes underground makes no sense. (laughs) Uh, Just geographically, it makes no sense. Gaius is really cool. He gives a very meme-worthy speech. When you fight him, you may have seen memes of it. I could read the whole thing, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Um, I can link you a version of it where they use a text-to-speech generator to read it in Spongebob's voice, though. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) One neat thing about the Gaius fight, he goes Super Saiyan. Whoa, how does he do that? Turns out Garleans can activate the ceruleum inside their armor, the the like fuel in their armor, and it turns golden and makes them resistant to magic. Whoa! Yeah. So Gaius, uh, Gaius becomes much harder to kill, and he's also like he he's frightening in the way he fights. Like he he's jumping around the arena so fast that he's leaving after images um he's essentially teleporting like he's there's no way anyone could fight him in a 1v1 except for the warrior of light but he is beaten but because we don't shoot people in the back while they're monologuing (laughs) he gets in the ultima weapon oh no no you took too long I'm going to use Ultima. So, you have to fight the Ultima weapon. Is, is this a raid, or is this in the individual storyline? This is story an eight-man raid, yeah. Eight-man raid? Eight people, yeah. The Ultima weapon is actually borderline indestructible. Heidelin herself helps you with this fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking if it's indestructible, it's more of just get him out of it, right? Well, first, she strips what she calls the Shield of Darkness from him. Uh, She says, your foe is darkness clad in steel. And she removes that protection so you can actually hurt him. Wait, so what do you think she means by that? Is it like Zodiac energy or...? Well, there is a rogue Asian involved. Okay, of course there is. (laughs) Uh... You fight the Ultima Weapon, you you win. It's it's defeated. Gaius is, you know, it's not destroyed, but you've won this skirmish. Mm. And then La Habrea shows up. <laughs> Thancred La Habrea shows up and he says, You lost because of this pesky goddess, and because you can't use the full power of the ultima weapon so he says the hour is at hand behold but a sliver of my god's power from the deepest pit of the seven hells to the very pinnacle of the heavens the world shall tremble oh okay and he casts ultima an iconic legendary spell in the final fantasy series i don't know about this one 
Ultima is a tactical nuke. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the spell you get at the end of the game that just says, you know, die. (laughs) Power word, kill. Uh, Yeah. So ultima gaius is like this is not what i wanted he he says another memed up line that people quote all the time where he says such devastation this was not my intention it blows a hole in the castrum all the way from the subterranean level you're in to the surface it annihilates several airships that just happen to be flying by (laughs) what how did we survive that? Heidelin. Our homie. <laughs> Unfortunately, Heidelin basically spends all of her power in order to save you here. Wow. And La Habrea knows that. After the spell goes off and you're still alive, he says, Your foe is weak now, Garlean. Just finish the job. And he can't finish the job. We uh, we defeat the Ultima Weapon a second time. This time for good. It blows the hell up. Whoa. So it's not yep. truly indestructible. I, it must have been something with the strain of Ultima casting it, maybe. <laughs> I was just thinking maybe it just needed a tactical nuke to weaken it. It, it basically nuked itself. <laughs> and after you defeat Gar- uh, Gaius there and Ultima Weapon, La Hebrea comes back yet again and says, Fine. For once, I'll do it myself. (laughs) Turns out his bark is much worse than his bite because you just curb stomp him. It's not (laughs) fair. (laughs) And you unleash just the full brunt of the blessing of light on this guy. And you just blast him with a bunch of ether. And you kill him. Labrea is just dead there (laughs) jeez he does come back later right right of course as as, uh what was it the the unfractured unsundered unsundered ought to do yep and luckily (laughs) thancred's okay somehow (laughs) uh my favorite thing is that after this thancred is just sort of sitting there in his underwear (laughs) <laughs> why is he in his underwear well they, they put him in like small clothes you know after the like medical stuff uh, uh and he's just basically sitting there and you realize he's been possessed for the past bunch he doesn't even know what's going on oh. like everybody's just cheering and happy and he's just like i have no idea where i am help <laughs> he's just sitting there with a bowl of soup staring into the wall <laughs> poor thankred man and I think this makes a good end for the, the part one. <laughs> that is just the events of patch 2.0. Oh my god, there's Mortal Realm Reborn? Oh, we have to go all the way through patch 2.5, buddy. <laughs> awesome. It'll go a lot faster next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we got the wheels turning. It's just back-to-back <laughs> action at this point now. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Hell yeah, man. Let's do it. Uh, thanks everyone for joining. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>